one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey, everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. And this is Rich Swan. Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever WrestleTalk is, and whoever Luke Owen is. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. Yes, that is the voice of Mr. Davis back once again. I'm better than ever. And I'm joined by someone who didn't leave and has therefore remained the same level of crap. Lukewarm Luke Owen. Hello, Swath Nation, and a hello to you, Mr. Davis. Welcome back. Uh, did did you miss did you miss us all? I missed AEW. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I watched you it. Came back. You came back. Did you really? Well, I watched half the show and I've got the rest of the show. I'm spoiler free. It can be done, folks. <laughs> I am I, I'm up to date with everything WWE somehow, and I do not know what happened in the last hour of last week's dynamite. Well done. Um yeah, it was a it was a decent little show. But uh, do you want to give us some thoughts on the, the the hour that you have watched? I watched it. You know, it was so nice to watch it without taking notes. And now you've asked me that question, I'm realizing. Not taking notes is how my brain remembers things. What happened in the first hour of that show? Okay, Dude, opened I, with I, the I wa- really good match. Show. I watched the show and I can't tell you. Opened with a really good match with Omega and Seidel. Love yes, the finish. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Don on commentary was great too. Oh, oh. Johnny Hungy had some uh, warm-up things. Oh, I know he got injured, so I'm assuming he's mm. not the new TNT champion. Uh, and Hangman Page took him to one side because I started watching Being the Elite again as well, and they've they've merged into one show in my head. I don't know what's BTE and what's Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what else was there? Baker cut a promo. Baker cut a promo that was good. Yeah. Um, what was the other match that was on the show? Was it a was it a six man? It was the pinnacle six-man match. I love that. Yes. FTR and yeah, Sean yeah. Spears together. Yeah. Oh, right. oh, it's good, isn't it? And Christian, I'm really... Also, 
I mean, you're a TNA mark from the same period as me. So we've got like a Christian Cage and Frankie Kazarian. Like that's happening yeah. on this week's episode, right? I was like, it's like Genesis 08 all over again. Mm-hmm. And I'm all for it. Yeah, I'm all for that homoerotic match setup. <laughs> it was really, really quite sexually tense, I thought. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's how I you, think that's it's what the... you want from your wrestling promos. Because they both tried to do the thing of, okay. I'm taking you seriously now. You're disrespecting me, but you got a smile on your face. And they just got closer and closer and closer to each other's faces, smiling. Mm. And I just thought, that, yeah, bit kinky. <laughs> well, uh, le- less kinky, but um, I don't know. This was not a good episode of Raw. Do, but, we, um, have to, do we have well, to review it? I mean, honestly, I have not stopped thinking about the uh, women's tag match, like all morning. Uh-huh. It's been driving me insane. You enjoyed uh, it that so much? We, I guess we'll have to talk about it. There's other stuff to talk but, but, about but, as well. But, but Luke, but Luke, do we? We own the channel. <laughs> well, like, well, we, we're yeah, in control we do, here. But we do have to. Like, if we didn't, could you imagine the uproar if we didn't? I watched the uh, documentary. Uh, what was it called? Bollocks. Why can't I remember anything? I take a week off. Uh, made you look. On the you know the fake art documentary on Netflix. Oh, I've not heard of it. I could just tell you about that for an hour, and we could mm-hmm. take super chats on that. I rewatched Dark Knight. We could have a debate about Ooh. how that is a really good movie. Is it? I mean, okay, tell me why. I just really enjoyed it. <laughs> Performance. Obviously, everyone remembers Ledger's Joker, but uh, it really does have a few masterpieces of all. I'm going to send you down this direction. Zag! They're in the opposite rooms and you've just killed a woman. I think very effective. Spoiler. Four and third act, though, isn't it? No! No, it's got a fascinating <laughs> sloppy middle. There's like 10 minutes in the middle that are like, oh, come on. Stop trying to write women, Nolan. You don't understand <laughs> those emotions. But the rest of it is boys in suits and cars. Yeah, okay. I saw it in the third act with the, the boat as a bit bobbins. Oh, and no, I think it's a bit heavy handed. I think it quite, I think it doesn't quite strike the sort of emotional beat that I think it was aiming for. I, I don't think it would, even though it is Tiny Lister. And that, that popped me a little bit when I was in the pictures. But I, I would say, actually, bear in mind, I haven't seen the film since it came out in the pictures. Like I think I've only seen it the once, maybe mm. twice. I may <clears> have seen it on DVD afterwards. But I've only seen, you know, I've only seen Batman Begins once as well. And I love, I thought oh, that one was brilliant. I love Batman Begins. Easily you should. For me. Because you bandy around a very controversial opinion. And I see you doing it. And you love it. You love that you have this hot take. No. That it's, it's a, a three-star that it, that fine a good movie. Film. The, 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 the Dark Knight is a good film. That's my hot take. It's a don't, good film. Don't do this. You know exactly what <laughs> you're gonna, doing by it's saying a it's good a good film. film. No, 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 no. That's a loaded praise because you know no. it's going to annoy all the Nolan fanboys. That like it's a me. good film. <laughs> I, I what because I said it was a good film. I did. I did the same thing happened with them um, on the Fast Lane stream. Because, you know, Justice League had just come out. So we had a Super oh, Jack come in being like, have you watched it yet? And I said, I've seen the first hour of it. And it's borderline the same movie <laughs> as the original. The chat went mental, like absolutely nuts. Because I said, yeah, no, it was the, the first hour. The first hour of it was quite good, actually. It was, yeah, it was all right. The chat went nuts. The chat went absolutely nuts. 
Did you see Kermode's tagline review? <gasps> I have not. No, I didn't know Kermode oh, it's good. reviewed it. I mean, it's he's he, it's fascinating because he's a guy that's wanted uh, directors cut out. He thinks directors should be given creative autonomy. So it's not really on him to say, oh, this is stupid. Because, you know, he, he does it himself. He's very, very self-aware in that regard and talks very eloquently about just how vocally annoyed fans attack the reviewers for their opinions on a movie and, and all that sort of toxicity. Great album. But the, he also gives his thoughts on the film where he says the first one was incoherently boring and this one is coherently boring. <laughs> yeah, I and I think that's like you know I you know how the the director's cut of Batman v Superman was like a marginally better movie than the theatrical cut of Batman vs Superman. I think this Justice League one is basically the same thing. It's mm. like it, you know it is broadly a better movie because at least this one makes sense. I think I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to take the plunge and actually watch it. Yeah. I've got too many Ezra, strong emotions to to not actually research it. I mean, I I, I want to... I'm basically... I mean, I haven't seen... The, as I said, I've only seen the first hour of it, which is actually about 25 minutes when you take out the slow-mo. Um, but it's, <laughs> but uh, I, I just want to get to the nightmare bit. Like, I think that's mm. the only thing I'm real interested in. Because all the other stuff... Isn't it I'm, at the I'm end? Not, it, oh, it's not, is it? I thought it'd be like because it was in the middle of the of the theatrical cut when Batman has the nightmare vision. Isn't that in Batman v Superman? No, it was in. Oh no, 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 no! Sorry, yeah, Barry or someone comes back to warn him in Batman mm. v Superman and a nightmare one. Yes, you're right. Is it in Justice League? Now I don't know that, now because you because you and I you and I did the trailer reaction to. I'm pretty sure the Batman v Superman trailer where he has the nightmare vision. And we mm. were, so now that you've said that, maybe that is him. But what's all the stuff with the Joker? Because I thought that's just in the nightmare stuff that he has. Or like the nightmare future. Is it just like the second installment of his dream? Maybe. Like if this know. is night but, two? Uh, either way, that's the bit that I'm quite interested in. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I think the reason why I'm interested in that bit is because, well, I've, I've sort of seen everything else like i've seen a batman movie i've seen it lots of times in fact because it's all dc ever want to make and if they're not <laughs> making batman movies they're making superman movies so i've seen them too so i think i'm actually i'm intrigued to see something that's a little bit different that's out but outside of dc's usual wheelhouse it did feature in batman v superman okay did <clears throat> you know in um 2001 warner brothers had five different batman movies on the go like, but what did they did they mean to make all of them? Well, no, because like they basically said, like we've got five projects that we want to do. So we've got five different screenwriters working on five different Batman projects. They were so against doing a Wonder Woman movie. They were like, we've got to do five Batman films. It was the year two thousand. <laughs> couldn't have a woman then. Women yeah, in films weren't hit. invented until Quentin Tarantino cast Uma Thurman. Oh. I believe that was the year after. Have you um? You, you don't listen to the uh, Best Movies Never Made podcast, which I, I highly recommend if people are interested in sort of like the uh, unmade movies. Like they did a five-part special on unmade Wonder Woman films Ooh. Um, a few months ago. Like it was like sort of like a, a five-month run of it. It was really, really good, actually. Really interesting. Because like the first script is fascinating, where they were going to have Sandra Bullock, not as Wonder Woman, 
but it's effectively the daughter of Wonder Woman who hmm. discovers, like, she's a cop and she discovers that she's the daughter of Wonder Woman. And, like, Wonder Woman was going to be played by, I think at the time they wanted Lucy Lawless to play. And, like, like Lucy Lawless's Wonder Woman would actually only be in, like, the last portion of the movie. And even, like, Sandra Bullock wouldn't even, like, be in the Wonder Woman outfits. Because they were so, like, for whatever reason, Warners have always just been so, like, apprehensive about doing a Wonder Woman movie. They were trying to find the the a way of doing a Wonder Woman movie without actually having Wonder Woman in it. <laughs> which is quite impressive. That would be great these days. You know, if they made a mo- like an Iron Man movie and it's all about happy, everyone would go, oh my God, what a bold choice. A bold, what a bold choice. I, I do think um, I said that about the first episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier when I was chatting with my wife about it. I was like, it was a real bold choice by Marvel to make a very like a boring episode of a television Are you freaking kidding the first, me? The first I episode. love both episodes. Really? I thought the first I'm... episode was so ordinary. Off the back I... of WandaVision, it felt so ordinary. Oh, uh, yeah, because we haven't seen each other really to talk about it. I have been loudly declaring while watching that show on Saturday mornings with, with my girlfriend, I love this. This is so much better than WandaVision. <laughs> I say that I genuinely say that three times an episode. <laughs> I will say I thought the second episode was terrific, though. Awesome, awesome, loved, awesome, oh, so great, loved it. Right, okay. Well, now we've got to talk about Falcon applied for a bank loan. <laughs> you know, <laughs> in the first episode. Yeah. So you know, like there were some people that really took that scene to task, being like, "It's so like, why would we have a scene like Falcon applying for a?" a and I thought. I actually thought the scene was quite clever because I think it was there I to establish it, yeah. it was there to establish this idea that there are people who weren't affected by the blip who do have negative feelings towards those who were in the blip. And it was just I, I thought it was a really sort of nice, subtle way of, of mm. showing that through sort of like business, essentially, and sort of like money and stuff. I thought it was quite cool. And just a, a very interesting exploration and sensitive exploration of race as well throughout mm. yeah yeah which will uh, oh yeah but anyway you know, okay well, let's talk about let's talk about raw i thought wonder uh. here is raw the broken up the herb business and baron corbett's on the show now here it is Are you a child? Are you childish, Ollie? And then there's two tick boxes here. This is for my birthday card that Luke sent me. Are you childish, Ollie? Yes or knob? So they they put a B next to no, and then they've drawn a picture of a penis. I hate him. And that's why I'm going to defeat you at WrestleJamia and take all your goddamn points. This hair, this beautiful mane isn't going anywhere, but the Hurt Business have. They have just been broken up. Two weeks. Two weeks out from... Less than two weeks. Because it's on a Saturday. It's a week Saturday. days. It's, it's a week this... A week from Saturday is WrestleMania. Oh, and boy, Next doesn't it go- feel like it. Next week's the go-home episode of Raw. Unbelievable, because this was a terrible episode of Raw. It was boring. There wasn't much wrestling. Some of the wrestling that was on there didn't get enough time. The comedy was 
awful. The segments were tedious. But the worst thing, the thing that drags this down from a two out of five to a one out of five for me is that I actively damaged people's momentum. That's the big unforgivable thing for me always. And the chief thing amongst this is this double whammy of the Hurt Business being broken up. And I genuinely believe it's because they were too popular. They didn't want people to cheer Bobby over Drew McIntyre. The whole big idea is that Drew's going to win the title back at WrestleMania in front of fans. But now there seems to be this sentiment, not from me or Luke, I believe, there's a sentiment amongst fans that feel like Drew's being forced down their throats. That's WWE booking problem. And what they've also done is made this really cool champion badass heel, the almighty Bobby Lashley, CEO of the Hurt Business. And people started to cheer them. And they're like, oh no, we can't have Bobby get over. He needs to be the guy that people boo because they cheer Drew. So they've taken away the Hurt Business. And here's the kicker, folks, at the end of the episode. They paired him up with Baron Corbin. I um, I don't know this because he blocked me on Twitter years ago, but I would imagine that Baron Corbin is loving the fact that people are real upset that they broke up the Hurt Business and replaced them with him because he would imagine it's the heat. Think of all the heat I'm getting, all of this delicious mm. heat that I'm getting. But I don't think it's actually garnered him heat. Like I don't think people have like, there's no heat towards Baron Corbin. There's apathy and there is just a ha hatred towards a company that's broken up a really cool act. Like let's not put heat on Baron Corbin. Let's not put heat on Bobby Lashley put heat on the company right like and it's just they they broke up the hurt business so they could put together the hurt business just with a different lad because mvp at the end of this show said this is the hurt business so the hurt business as a group is still together it's just now not cedric and shelton it's now just baron corbin and bobby lashley that's the hurt business now so Oh my God, there's so many things to dive into here. Because one of the cool things about the Hurt Business was that it was all African-American guys in like the, they sort of formed in the, the last year Black Lives Matter movement. And, you know, they had this meteoric rise to it, but it wasn't just that. They were a genuine badass unit that you had the tag team champions in there too. And then I say, when Bobby came out with that brand new almighty thundercrack entrance after... Elimination Chamber, I said, oh, they do seem to be doubling down on the almighty stuff, don't they? It's like yep. they don't want the Hurt Business, because the Hurt Business as an idea seems to have come from the performers. That's an MVP creation, I, I assume. It's too cool for WWE to come up with themselves. So yeah. as soon as they gave them the title, you've seen it. Like Shelton and Cedric haven't been out there with them for promos. They haven't been out there ringside. The Hurt Business really broke up after Elimination Chamber in WWE's minds because you can't have this champion and a faction. We don't faction. We don't do factions. Well, could you imagine how, like once Adam Cole won the NXT Championship, they just split up the Undisputed Era. They're like, ah, well, he doesn't really need them now. But like, no, because actually the Undisputed Era elevated 
Adam Cole as a champion because there were times when Fish and O'Reilly and Strong would interfere on Adam Cole's behalf. But there were other times when he would say, no, you stay in the back because I want to go and fight this on my own. They were a, I mean, obviously they're not anymore, but they were at one point, at one time, a cohesive unit. They were a united front that elevated each other and they made themselves champions and they stood tall. They were better than the sum of their parts. But for whatever reason, WWE looked at the Hurt Business and were like, well, Bobby Lashley's the champion, so he doesn't need lackeys. So we'll just give him a different lackey instead. Like, what kind of winds me up in all of this is that the idea is, I guess, like you say, because, you know, pure speculation on our parts. But like you say, they want people to boo Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania. So they put him with Baron Corbin, who no one likes. So we then therefore cheer Drew. You could have achieved that with Shelton and Cedric. Just make them heels. Just make them interfering heels. But you muddied the waters because for the last couple of weeks, they've either lost or they were interfering in Bobby Lashley's match last week with Sheamus. And Lashley turned to them and said, don't do that. I don't need you interfering in my matches. Like, you didn't watch Raw. Yeah, last week. You lucky bugger. But like, Although I pretty Lashley... much did with all the recaps on this show. <laughs> yeah, well, this is one that you it was didn't finally see useful. Week. <laughs> last week, Lashley told Shelton and Benjamin, Shelton, Shelton and Benjamin, Shelton and Benjamin, and Cedric and Alexander that <laughs> I don't want. I don't want you interfering in my matches. Like you're, you're actually a distraction to me. So then Cedric and Shelton <clears> lost <throat> to Drew McIntyre in the handicap match, so they were barred from ringside. And then Bobby Lashley was like, now I need some new lackeys to like help me like to take out Drew McIntyre. So the, the story has been like all over the show in one episode of Raw. So now this week they're like, yeah, we just don't need you anymore. We've got rid of you. And now I've just I've replaced you with someone crap. <laughs> because we always get criticized for this. We actually really like Baron Corbin. Oh, Honestly, yeah. I think it, I think he's a terrific heel. I love his moveset. Always banging on about how much I actually like and enjoy his matches. I think he can work a crowd really well. But I love him to a limit. I love him to an upper mid-card heel limit. I have no interest in him being pushed to the main event and doing repetitive matches because at the end of the day, he's not the most interesting in-ring worker compared to other people on the roster. Month after month after month after month. That's what we got a couple of years ago when he just dominated War and SmackDown as the foil. He would just like, whoever the babyface champion is, Corbin is the interim foil between big feuds. So so please don't think, because I know there's a lot of Baron Corbin fans out there, and, and honestly, we're with you. Um, but this is this is just, why would you do this when you've got a faction already? Uh, just to briefly go through how this played out in the episode. Drew McIntyre arrived at the start of the show and not Renee Young interviewed him. And he's like, a bounty has been put on my head by Bobby Lashley in the Hurt Business. If anyone beats me up, they get my shot at WrestleMania. Was that it? That was that was the, the step, right? Yeah, well, that's what it was. Yeah, that's what he said last week. I mean, so now Baron sure Corbin's going to... Well, I guess so. No, 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 it wasn't because he didn't take out... I don't think he didn't take him out to get a title shot. He just took him out to help Bobby Lashley. I mean, let's be honest. Do you want to see Bobby Lashley versus Baron Corbin at WrestleMania as the, the headline match of night one? Screw it. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Uh, then we get an in-ring segment with the Hurt Business, and I genuinely thought, yes, they're all out there together. And then they broke up. Uh, MVP uh, blamed Cedric and Shelton. They do Actually, you know what? They should have gone. They've got too many first names between them, like you stumbled up. The amount of times I say Shelton and Benjamin or Cedric and Alexander, 
Yeah. Nah. That, oh, mate, I had this problem yesterday when I was doing news about Logan Paul. I was, I kept looking at it being like, that guy's name should be Paul Logan. That's It just looks too weird to be the other way around. So good they named him twice. <laughs> so Bobby, Bobby then beats them up. It sets up a sort of squash match later on. There was, a, there was still a bit of me that was hoping that Shelton and Cedric being thrown out was a ruse. And that attack Drew at the end of the show, and that was a big haha. We got you, Drew. But well, no. someone, sent me a, someone sent me a message today on Twitter, being like, "Oh, can't you see? It's obvious now. Cedric and Shelton can interfere at WrestleMania because the stipulation was the Hurt business had been banned from ringside. Now they're not in the Hurt business. They can be a ringside and they can interfere. That's actually pretty smart. That's not yeah. what's happening. But I do <laughs> like your optimism. Uh, Bobby Lashley took on. Look, get this." It's not just that this is a crap story that's derailing momentum on purpose. Someone is more over than they planned them to be, and they're derailing that on purpose. That's what's happening here. This is a wrestling company. It's in, that's insane. Right, but put yeah. that to one side for a moment. They screwed up an announcement. On this show, it was like Cedric and Shelton are going to take on Bobby in a handicap match. They announced that going into the commercial break. It came back, and it was a one-on-one. -on -one. Oh, is that what they announced? Because I thought they, I thought what they said was, Shelter was like, "I want a match with him now," and Cedric said, "And I'll have a match with him next week." Oh, I feel like they. Well, anyway, it was I, I was confused, and that's not my fault. That's them. <laughs> Bobby squashes Shelton. Oh, I cannot wait for that go-home angle of him beating Cedric as well. Just another nail in the coffin. Like, okay, Shelton and Cedric have been cut loose from this faction. Oh, but maybe they'll, they'll flourish in the title picture, the tag title picture after Mania. Nah, -uh. Bobby squashed him here, folks. Uh, after some more crappy bits, Drew took on Ricochet, beat him, beat Ali, and then, yeah, this is the main event. Shelton, uh, not Shelton, Bobby comes out. Honest, I, I thought Keith Lee was going to come out. I was hoping Keith Lee would come out. He's the guy that's accepted the big money thing to take out Drew. Makes sense with their past relationship. And I thought, okay, well, if, if he joins the Hurt Business, brilliant. Keep it within the family of WrestleMania. Keith Lee versus Bobby Lashley. Drew somehow worms his way back in. That's what we wanted a couple of months ago. Um, but no, Bobby comes out. They have a face-to-face, -face, and Baron Corbin attacks Lashley. Has he dropped the King gimmick? Is he now just Baron Corbin again, or is he still King Corbin? He might have dropped... I, I don't know. Let me look on WWE.com. I'm, I'm, I'm only bringing that up because if he is King <clears throat> Corbin still, that's proper going to drag down Almighty Bobby Lashley, because Almighty Bobby Lashley feels like a main event star. King Corbin is a mid-card comedy gimmick. Who was just a few weeks ago tagging with mid-card comedy gimmick Sami Zayn? Is he still King Corbin? Maybe, maybe they're <laughs> counting on that. Maybe well, they, they're like, let's oh, make I him mean, really rubbish. Let's sabotage someone that we've actually spent the last year trying protecting and trying to get over as a main eventer. But uh oh, now he's he's over too much. We need to get him back down to the mid-card quick. So he is still King Corbin. That's ah, okay. WWE just asked me to do a survey. I cancelled it. Come back up. Come back up, survey. Do you need to get oh, I thought I could do a survey. No. No, that's meant to be... <laughs> that was meant to be rearranged for tomorrow. That's on them. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
told them I couldn't do now. Uh, so yeah, yeah that's, anyway. I mean, that's what's happened. I don't, I'm, I'm presuming Corbyn's been drafted over, but really hasn't. I think it'll yeah. just be a thing for, a, for two weeks. Oh, I don't know. I, I feel like he's going to be on Raw now. Like, I feel like he's just been like, because what was he doing over on SmackDown? Like, you may as well just draft him over to Raw. He's now part of the Hurt business with Bobby Lashley. And just in the same way that Reginald appears to have just been drafted to Raw. So, like, yeah, just, just draft Baron Corbin across now. Him and Bobby are a new act with MVP to get them heat. Why can't we get someone good? Why can't <laughs> Seth come back? Why can't Kevin Owens come over? Why have we got because Reginald what? and Baron Corbin? Because they had on the road like they, to WrestleMania. Because they finished their fast lane storylines on SmackDown. So now they've got new fresh ground here over on Monday Night Raw. There's new ground to be broken. And by new ground, I mean an act from 2018 has got back together. Yeah, yeah. We didn't talk about that. I was like, have they been in a combination before? I know. Because... I was racking my brain being like, I'm pretty sure. Did the three of these? Because there was the Dogs of War for a bit. Drew was in Braun Strowman, Drew McIntyre, Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler. And I was like, there was yeah. there was Shane McMahon, Baron Corbin, Corbin. and Elias. Yeah, there was also Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre. And Dolph was... Ziggler? Oh, I don't know if Dolph was with them by that point, but that was a different mid-card of evil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then anyway, you they have the, them. And then you, yeah, you found the picture of Drew Baron Corbin when he was like in when he was wrestling in the dress shirt and Bobby Lashley. They were a mid card heel act. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. I wish I could, but they brought it back. They <laughs> brought it back for heel heat, Ollie. Ollie, think of their heel heat. Think of their heel heat. They're getting backstage. <clears throat> think of all the heat they've gotten. Think of all the people who will just skip night one of WrestleMania. <laughs> okay, am, so, so do you know, like, it, sorry, I don't know. We need to get into the hype, uh, the hyper chats here. But um, someone recently posted up the um, Seth Rollins, you know, uh, interfering in WrestleMania 31 and winning the title, and they pointed out that the night after that WrestleMania, 5.3 pe- 5.3 million people watched Raw. Where are yeah, they now? 1.8 million. <laughs> 1.8 million. Oh, they're they're watching on TikTok. It's migrated online to other platforms. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This episode of the WrestleTalk podcast is brought to you by the good folk over at Manscaped.com. One of the most painful things in life for us blokey blokes is pulling our hair out of our nose with tweezers. No joke, I did it the other night while watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer, though I did it with my fingers because I'm a man and... I really wish I hadn't because it really hurt. And then I felt sad and I was unable to enjoy Willow's traumatic journey to becoming Dark Willow. Oh God, you're an idiot. I am? Because you should have used Manscaped's Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Trimmer. A trimmer they've spent over a year developing, reinventing the traditional nose trimmer into something way more effective. A 9000 RPM motor, 360 degree rotary dual blade system, contoured 23 degree angle, water resistant tech, and a lithium iron battery that lasts so long I've had mine for six months and have yet to charge it. So start off your 2021 right by upgrading your Manscaped routine to include the Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Trimmer and you can get 20% off with free international shipping by using our promo code WTTV at manscaped.com. That's M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com with the promo code WTTV to get 20% off and free international shipping. Thanks, Manscaped, for making me a better man. And thanks for letting me enjoy Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Let me know what you guys all think by coming into wrestletalk.com forward slash support. Get your thoughts in. We'll read out every single one of them before the end of the show, starting with Ben Morris, who simply says, F this company, best thing on any WWE show, in my opinion, and they blow it. Just last month, I was so stoked for a Lashley year-long reign, backed by the Hurt Business, and first thing they do is take the tag belts away, and now this crap. Don't care at all anymore. Well, yeah, this is the other side of it, isn't it? The people, like, I mean, we've been quite sort of jokey about the fact that this is very silly and, you know, think of the heel heat. But they have broken up easily <laughs> the best act that they had on yeah. Raw. Like, like the, the Hurt Business was such a good faction. Really, really great. And it did such wonders for Bobby Lashley and Cedric Alexander. And actually, Shelton Benjamin. All three of them were doing diddly dick on Raw. And this this group made them into stars. And yeah, the first thing, they, like at the first instance they could get, they were trying to do uh, uh, dissension between them, and now they've just broken them up. 
good dharma, straight up. We as WWE fans are so conditioned to eat dog turd on a daily basis, we forgot what's good. From time to time, we eat something like Hurt Business and feel for a split of a second, this is chocolate. And then Vince remembers you, JK. I'm so sad. Yeah. yeah. Anthony Velasquez, I can't believe they broke up the Hurt Business for a new mid-card of Evil Act. What more is there to say than... This company... Leon Quashy, happy birthday, Mr. Davis. Uh, did you enjoy your gift? A raw which, uh, Leon Quashy, you mean this gift? <laughs> uh, oh, Mr. Davis was very thrilled to show everyone uh, this on the morning meeting this morning. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, this well, is the third well, hour of Raw now. Third, raw, you know, when the third raw, hour of Raw was to get like dark and like it was the gritty adult hour. A Raw which destroys the top faction for little reason. A rewind of a tired storyline. Can they coexist? Plus Reginald. This is an anti-build towards your big show um, for a new market. Terrible. I actually forgot. I forgot that Rhea and Asuka are taking on Nia Jackson and Shayna Baszler mm -hmm. next week. I forgot about that. <sighs> Seymour Mendez Jr. Hey guys, first time Ultra Chat. Thank you. I skipped Raw last night. You dodged a bullet. Uh, thinking to myself, oh, I'll catch up on Wrestle Talk podcast, only to be told that Bobbles has broken up the best faction on Raw and aligned himself with Baron Effing Corbin, of all people. Stephen Guzman, I think I gotta stop watching WWE. I wanna still love the shows, but everything I enjoy in it gets ruined. Aside from DX, I feel like every great faction broke up way too early. This hurt business angle was complete bull ass word. There's just no point. I will say they broke up DX several times over. Like, and they've done like, you know, 25 reunion angles where Triple H then turned on Shawn Michaels as well. Uh, Stephen Guzman continues. I'll probably watch Mania still, and like a typical wrestling fan, I'll eventually tune back into WWE. But holy S word, this hurt business breakup makes me want to take a break. Such a cool group that's finished for absolutely nothing. Uh, Sadie6969 Deegan. Hey guys, looking great, boys. So the hurt business, aka the best thing on Raw, broke up, and to replace them, we get. Baron Corbin, props to y'all for watching this S-word. I would have taped, tapped out years ago. Love y'all. Peace out. But this is one of the sweariest first pages of Ultra Chats I've seen in quite some time. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. This is this feels... I mean, I, I was curious to this, and I don't do this very often, but someone had retweeted a WWE post on Twitter, and it was where like it said the Hurt Business implodes. And I was like, I'm going to click into this tweet and have a look at some replies. Which it can often be a minefield. And I didn't. I clicked the replies and it was just people being like, this was a terrible decision. Why on earth would you do this? This group rules. I I watch Raw for this group. And now I like it was a there was not a single person that was just like, man, Bobby Lashley looks so great now. He looks so good now that he's ditched those clowns. Why he's got the thunder. Look at the thunder and lightning. Projection 2K. I read a tweet from Inside the Ropes and they said, basically, the Hurt Business split is all by design so they can freely help Lashley retain the WWE title at WrestleMania. I'm hoping that's the case. Hashtag sick of this. I think that's probably some fantasy booking. I don't... I. I don't think that's happening. Matthew McFadden, uh, binning Shelton and Cedric and replacing them with Baron Corbin is like selling a Ferrari in order to buy a second-hand Ford Mondeo. 
or so crispy southern fried fiend chilling on a swing is the greatest visual in wrestling history changed my goddamn mind uh, and they test finally for now had nothing going on last night so i thought hey maybe i'll give raw another chance turned it on and shane was reviewing a fifth grade report card to call braun dumb turned it off flipped back for the main event and corbin turns up hit it luke this company you're like a soundboard i might release you as an app (laughs) previously we used to just put this into the back end so that i could um hang on hang on hang on so i could do like so i could do that now i would like i just do this company on demand yeah yes it was a terrible episode of uh raw should we do the the full play-by-play indeed we should yeah i don't genuinely don't want to when me and luke did the the podcast <laughs> intro and outro audio versions uh before this we genuinely didn't want to get to this show mm-hmm. we just talked about uh falcon and the winter soldier for 15 oh, yeah, minutes and i loved yeah. it and I, and I would much rather you were talking to me about a documentary that you watched on netflix i would much rather talk to you about that for an hour i, I just, honestly i just watched a brilliant episode of er I'd like to talk about that for an hour instead rather than talk about this. Because this was, and you, you took a week off from Raw and you came back for this. Like, how was it taking a week off and then coming back for this episode, which was a bad episode of the, of the show? So there is a phenomena called the Ollie Holiday ratings bump. And that is when I come back from some time off, I just have to miss one episode of Raw. I come back and I'm like, oh my God. When did Raw get so good? And everyone's like, no, 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 Ollie, this was a bad episode. Like, Shut <laughs> up. This was amazing. Uh, but then I realized, oh, it's just because I missed wrestling and I, it's nice to get back to it. This episode, yeah, first, well, I watched AEW, um, but the, this I didn't watch last week's Raw or SmackDown or NXT. And I watched this episode and I was just like, oh my God, even with my rose-tinted holiday glasses on, this is, this is like... I mean, it's one of the worst episodes of the year. Easy. Easily. Like, probably Easily. the worst episode. I'd say. I mean, I, th- I think this is our first one out of five episode of 2021. So I think by that metric, it has to be the worst episode. Yeah. Oh, and I was pissed after Miz won the title as well. Mm, right? But, like, with yeah. Miz winning the title, there was some sort of, like, ah, like, but, like, Lashley's probably going to win it in a couple of weeks. And Lashley's really cool because the Hurt business are rad. So mm. that'll probably be fine, right? And now we don't have any of that. And it just feels, yeah. Okay, well, let's get into the show. So we've already covered the opening segment, which is where the Hurt Business broke up. Uh, this went into Riddle doing awful comedy. His, no, his no, comedy oh, Davis, was terrible. Tavis, no, no, no. He thinks that Titus O'Neil is the roast of WrestleMania. He thinks he's the, because it, because it sounds like host. So he thinks he's the roast so Riddle then had a match against Shane. <laughs> I watched that uh, that Simpsons Meta episode yesterday, where they do the like the Chief Wiggum spinoff episode. I can't oh, right, remember what episode yeah. it was. Really good, and they do the Simpsons Variety Hour where they've recast Lisa, and they yeah. do this whole tired bit. But it's it's a joke about how bad these variety show hostings used to be, where Homer's really scared. And he's like, oh, you said there was a ghost, Marge. And Marge goes, oh, no, I said a special guest. I was like, (laughs) that works because you're making fun of how crap the joke is. Yeah. This was a genuine attempt at that being a joke. 
awful. But what we what is really good about Riddle is that he can park all of his crap gimmick, like the scooter he rides in on, to one side as soon as the bell rings. It's like two different people because he went out there and had a great match with Sheamus. Yeah, of course he did. Like, and all it should have. Samoa wasn't on commentary this week. MVP mm. uh, filled in for him. Uh, but yeah, like they just had a, a really, really good match, and I felt like MVP had some really good commentary to a lot of this because MVP is a wrestler's wrestler. Do you, you disagree? Good or different? I mean, I I don't notice WWE commentary. I have tuned it out, and because there was a different voice there, I think I might have picked up on a little mm. bit more. And I, the bits that I picked up on, I didn't dislike. So therefore, I would have said it was good. I wrote down the exact same thing. Oh, MVP's good on commentary. This is this is a nice change. And I was like, is it just because it's different? Because okay, yeah, commentary definitely. is usually such background noise. I didn't, look, going back, because I, I did look out for it, there was nothing special. I just think by WWE's background noise standards, he wasn't, he wasn't, you know, a beige wall. So well done. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this was good. Uh, Seamus is on an absolute tear. We've gone through this before. This was, I mean, the, the first real big Seamus match of this run was Riddle versus Seamus back in November, a Survivor Series qualifier match. And they had a good match here. Not as good as the other ones, but uh, still really, really entertaining. White noise on the apron, like a really good kick exchange. And, and Seamus gets the win. Yeah, so last week, um, they they teased that this was going to happen at WrestleMania. And we were talking about this at Fastlane, you know, like, what do you do next with Sheamus, who's been, like, on an absolute tear, having, like, great match after great match, as a, like, proper proven himself to be a pay-per-view main event quality wrestler. But there's nothing for him at WrestleMania. So what do you do is, like, ah, well, we'll just put him in a mid-card thing with, with Matt Riddle, I guess. And there were a lot of people, and I, and I agree with what um, Sean had to say about this in the fight for review, which is like, look, I love what, you know, I love Seamus and Matt Riddle having matches, but I've seen them have a bunch of matches, like not just this year, but last year as well. I've seen these guys wrestle a bunch of times. So then wrestling at WrestleMania doesn't excite me that much. And I thought, well, there's certainly one way to kill Sean's excitement, which is to have them have another match to set up the fact they're having another match in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, Meltzer was saying that there was an attempt at a low blow in this to sort of give a reason why Sheamus would have won. That's why Riddle was so angry afterwards. So you kind of set up the match there, but it's very ineffective. I suppose Sheamus is winning the belt because Matt Riddle was never supposed to win it. It was meant to mm. be Keith Lee, but he was pulled from Elimination Chamber. Yeah, uh, it's, it's you know, I'm, I'm sure they'll have a very good match at WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh, after that, we got Drew trying to find out who was going to take him out uh, on Bobby's commands. He found AJ Styles and Amos, and they were like, nah, not, not us. I've written here, they've got bigger plans for WrestleMania. Bigger plans than the WWE Championship. When the show started and Drew was like, there's a bounty on my head. and I'm going to beat up anyone who tries to get me. I was like, oh, that's that's a pretty cool night long storyline. I'm into this. And then he just goes to every single person backstage. And I'm like, I don't actually care about yeah, the WWE not... title. I'm actually busy. I'm in another oh. feud at the moment. Um, Can I get back to you? Like once WrestleMania's on, can I get back to you? Because I'll probably be up. Uh, my calendar will probably be a bit more free then. And uh, Drew Gulak is like, oh, actually, I like to <laughs> boof headbutt. <laughs> uh, then we got, God, this was like the, 
the Hurt Business breaking up wasn't a bad segment. Like, it sucks the creative decision they've made, but it wasn't a bad in-ring segment. This was this next thing. This was Shane McMahon's expose on Braun Strowman. He came out with Elias and Jackson Riker and did a mock report card from school where he showed Braun Strowman's supposed report card. He got D's and everything, and then they put up a photoshopped image of Braun wearing a dunce's hat, and it was like, buh, 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 Braun. And it was just rubbish and boring and go away heat. Shane McMahon is just like, got no charisma these days. I feel like he's sleepwalking through these promos. But I think it's on purpose, right? Like, wasn't that the report that he's doing these bad promos ah. on purpose because that's a way to get him the heel heat because he's doing, like, you know, when he was like stumbling over his words and stuff, it's to make him seem more obnoxious. I think that's separate. I think that was him getting forever to get to the point. This isn't him taking forever to get to the point. This is just him doing a normal promo. He's just bad like at it. It doesn't sound like his heart is in this whatsoever. He's literally going out there and just being like, yeah, uh, Braun, uh, bad at school. Um, Elias, yeah, um, Jackson, you got, you're going to have a match uh, with Braun. Uh, oh, and we'll, we'll put up uh, another slide. Uh, Braun. Uh, WrestleMania. Like, that's the yeah. promo now, and it's just like, there's no emphasis to it whatsoever, and I'm trying to work out whether it's on purpose, or whether it is just rubbish. Well, you know, we can... Let's give him the benefit of the doubt. He's being <laughs> bad on purpose, right? As opposed to he's just terrible. Either yeah. way, it's rubbish TV to watch as a viewer. I would turn off. In fact, every segment that wasn't a long wrestling match in this show... I would turn off. Um, we got Riker versus Braun Strowman after the. <laughs> Do you like the choo-choo we... noises? <laughs> Did this start last week? Yeah, this started last week. They put choo-choo noises down to Braun Strowman's thing now. It, it probably goes like choo-choo as he runs around the ring. It went on for ages last week. It was proper hilarious. I don't hate it. <laughs> I, I mean, we thought it was very funny. I got a bit of a kick out of it. <laughs> um, it's not, you know, not in a like a serious way. Uh, it you know, totally undermines everything, and it's ultimately a bit rubbish. But I, I do, I did like it. Someone <laughs> said they should put the uh, the Thomas the Tank Engine music. I think even Laurie put it together. It, it really oh. works. So yeah, that's stupid. And then Braun was like, oh, at, at, at WrestleMania, you said I can choose the match. I'm not doing the voice. Uh, I would like a match where no one can get involved. A steel... I thought he was going hell in a cell, but he said steel cage match where yeah. everyone always gets involved. So the story here has been for the last few weeks that Shane McMahon has been ducking Braun Strowman. Like he faked an injury at Fastlane so he didn't have to have a match with Braun at Fastlane. And now he's like hired in Elias and Riker to be his mid-card of evil so he doesn't have to face Braun. And every time Braun gets in the ring, Shane McMahon runs away because as a character, Shane McMahon is scared of Braun Strowman. He doesn't want to get into the ring with him and have a fight. So when Braun Strowman announced we're having a cage match, Shane McMahon was like, cool, sounds great. I can't for WrestleMania. I'm like, what is your character? Are you scared or are you not? What is your character right now? Because he was like, cool, I will have a cage match with you. I'm like, well, are you either be scared 
or be competent. Like, you can't be both. Mm. Yeah, it's rubbish. It's rubbish. And then after that, we got John Morrison and The Miz uh, debuting the world premiere for their music video, Hey Hey Hop Hop, uh, to make fun of Bad Bunny. It was a Bad Bunny diss track. Bad Bunny and Damien Priest came down afterwards and punched The Miz. Yeah, so do you remember a few weeks ago where people thought that uh, The Miz was going to have a year-long championship reign as Serious Miz? He deserves like, it. Th three weeks later, he's dressed up as a bunny rabbit and doing a comedy diss track. Um, mm. My my favorite thing about this is that Miz and Morrison uh, in ring go like, I'm The Miz and I'm John Morrison and here is our track, Hey Hey Hop Hop, play the video. And the start of the video is Miz and Morrison going like, I'm The Miz and I'm John Morrison and here is our diss track, Hey Hey Hop Hop. And then the video just kept on going and it lasted conservatively 10 minutes and, <laughs> and and it was it was never good and it was uh oftentimes bad and yeah and then bad buddy said bitch so you know it's serious mm. i did i did enjoy some parts of the music video i've got a thing for bad green screening uh kind of the tim and eric style i mean that's, so that's i i enjoyed job. some of that yeah it's my back <laughs> my back <laughs> So I found I found that funny, and I did find the the intro to the intro funny as well. Yeah. I think John Morrison has has actually got a real good comedic presence. Hmm. He's just well, they're good. He's not characters. really moving. Yeah, yeah. I think I think they're very good comedy characters. But yeah, uh, whatever. I guess after that, Randy Orton. I talking about inconsistency. I didn't touch on this in my review because it was already too long. But Randy Orton then cuts a promo about how all the other legends he's faced and how he's respectful for those legends. It was a privilege to fight them, but none of them were like The Fiend. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> your whole character. The last nine months has been disrespecting legends. Yeah. Goldberg cut a promo on Drew McIntyre over it. Dude, don't look at me. I don't. I don't know, man. There was a, like I, I'd said this last week, but Randy Orton said in his promo last week, it only feels like yesterday that I burned the fiend alive, and I was like, I tell you, I mean, I watch this on a weekly basis. It bloody doesn't. Uh, I thought Randy's performance was good here, but I, I'm not into the content. You know, I don't. This supernatural stuff isn't for me. It is for a lot of people, but yeah, I thought this was a thing. Uh, hopefully, it is a cinematic match. I'm really scared they're not going to do it. I don't think it's going to be a gimmick match anymore. I think they're just going to have a straight match. Crowds Bobby versus now. Shelton. Mm -hmm. Bobby beat Shelton after that. Then we got another bad in-ring segment. I can't believe they managed this with the New Day, although they have done a few in the past. What were you going to say? I liked this. Oh, yeah? I genuinely it's kind I, of board gamey. This is... This is far and away my favorite thing on the show. Like, I really am enjoying this tag team feud between AJ and Omos and the New Day. New Day trying to find ways to show that AJ and Omos aren't actually a tag team and they're not really friends and that's why they're not going to win the tag belts. And AJ knowing that they don't need to be, but he also sort of still wants to win. So he's playing Pictionary. Like, he knows this is stupid, but he's playing Pictionary with Omos. And then Omos has to go be like, no, seriously, we're not playing Pictionary. And when we get to WrestleMania, we're going to win the titles. It doesn't matter if you can know what the rocket ship is. 
and I thought that I thought that AJ did this really well. I enjoyed the new day in this. I thought Omos, they've done such a great job of protecting him and like elevating his stature and, and presenting him. I I am actually into this. You're a goddamn troll, is what you are. <laughs> I <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm glad you're getting that much from it. I think this is you know how New Day have like. They've almost got two modes. One is mm-hmm. really, really great, and I love them. And the other one is obnoxious. I don't like this at all. Uh, I, this was in the latter camp for me. I particularly thought just that the, the AJ and Omos stuff, I, may, maybe it's also because this was what they had over the Hurt Business feud. You know, yeah. the, the Hurt Business dropped the titles for this to start. So I'm probably coming to this with a chip on my shoulder That's fair. Uh, but i didn't like it at all i didn't find it funny i found it annoying actually and then we got a match spinning out of it it's aj versus xavier woods omos is at ringside just looking big and wearing like a pinkish jumper mm-hmm. um so spring is here um and now we're here in the uk we're allowed to like meet people outside and i'm actually gonna go like see my in-laws outside in a, in a garden uh next weekend in hastings so I suddenly realized that I don't have a wardrobe anymore because I haven't really worn clothes for the last year. I've just sort of been wearing like, you know, these like wrestle talk shirts and these my faded jeans and that. And actually in some cases, just pajama bottoms. So I actually had to go onto like a, a, a website yesterday to buy some clothes. And when I was looking at like Omos outside, I was like, pretty sure I saw a lot of the models wearing what Omos <laughs> is wearing outside the ring now. And every time I, oh man, I was going through the website, I was like, I'm too old, man. Like all these kids are wearing this clothes. They're all like eighteen and stuff. I'm thirty-five. I can't pull anything like this off. What was the uh, what? What sort of stuff were they wearing? It's the sort of stuff that cool people like Laurie would wear. You know, like Laurie's got a really good style about him. Lucha masks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like lucha mask, flowery huh. shirts, and all that. And it's just like people like, wearing vests. I don't think I could wear a vest, man. Like I don't think I could. I could pull that sort of thing off. It's like really baggy like like droopy v's and like baggy like trousers and that i'm not sure i could pull it off i once tried to pull it off i wore a vest into an office once at a job <laughs> to not go down well someone told me to change like a boss told me to, <laughs> oh, to go out at lunchtime buy a shirt yeah i had to uh after that uh because omos sort of distracted well, he caused the DQ, actually. Uh, Woods won via DQ. Amos and AJ beat them both up. They tried to do, like, the serious turn at the end of this, but I I just didn't like it from the offset. Uh, then we got Bliss, Alexa Bliss, doing a playground thing. Uh, she, she's got a jack-in-the-box, which is a great device because it's like, oh, boom, from out of nowhere. That's Randy's thing. I really like that. They've never really lent into that, though. But crucially, she said at WrestleMania, Randy Orton is going to die. Mm. So I like the Crispy Fiend. I'm like when he debuted at Fastlane, I was like, that's cool. That's a really cool design. I actually misappropriated Tom Savini's work to um Freddy vs. Uh, to uh, Jason Goes to Hell, which is actually it was incredible to me. I, I know I confused it with the work that, that Tom Savini was doing on the game um like for the new jason like the hell design of jason anyway um so like but i i kind of like it i think it looks like kind of cool but then my friend texted me uh the other week uh, the image of randy orton versus the fiend like the title card like match card for it uh, with like in all caps ha 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 <laughs> look how stupid he looks 
And I was yeah. like, oh yeah, it looks good because they had cool lighting around it. But once you put it in the hard, cold light of day, oh, it doesn't look very good, does it? It looks a bit silly. Could you get that image up? Well, the match I card. haven't seen it. Yeah, the match card. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll get it for you. Don't worry. You carry on. I'll, I'll find I'll it. I've on the screen. Yeah. Let's laugh at it together. Uh, yeah, so I don't know what... You did. Generally, WWE aren't allowed to use words like die or kill because they're a PG product at the end of the day. Uh, so this this was a very deliberate choice of words to say die, which kind of hints that at WrestleMania, some part of the match is going to involve someone dying, probably Randy, because we've already seen it with The Fiend. So to me, that surely it's a cinematic match to pull that off. Well, I, I mean, I think we all sort of figured it would be uh, a cinematic match, right? Like, I think it kind of has to be nothing. That was like the heavy report was that it was going to be another Firefly Funhouse matches because that's what they did at WrestleMania last year. But I don't know, like, whether they've changed that now because it's because fans are there that they yeah. don't, they think that fans might turn on a cinematic match, kind of like how they did with the House of Horrors way back when. Well, after that, it pulled back slightly and the fiend was on the swing next to her so maybe yeah maybe the match starts off in the ring and bliss is like on the ramp and randy follows her backstage cut to the pre-tape there's a cinematic match uh, thing there and uh, then we got drew mcintyre sort of shouting at people backstage for not attacking him <laughs> whatever <laughs> so i I recently just posted up uh, my notes for, uh, sorry, I mean, I've just found the picture. I, just, I posted up my notes from this because, I mean, I didn't like this show for starters, but also like, this is the biggest locker room I've ever seen in my life. This was bigger than my it was house. Big. It was massive, wasn't it? I th that, that's good. It's a COVID secure locker room. Yeah, Everyone can socially distance. I was quite impressed with it. But yeah, it was just Drew walking around talking about Twitter and trending or something and then just getting into everyone's faces. Neither people were too busy to have a match with Drew because they had other feuds to go on with or they were too scared. Like he went up to Umberto Carrillo and he didn't really do anything. He punched Angel, I think it was Angel Garza. He knocked out uh, Drew Gulak. And then uh, Ricochet sort of like steps up to him a little bit. And yeah, and I was like, I guess they're going to have a match now. Yes. Uh, and quickly, just to finish on the back-to-back -back women's toilet break here, we had Shayna Baszler versus Naomi. Naomi won very, very quickly. Uh, distraction roll-up because Lana pushed Nia into commentary where Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose, best friends in the world, were sitting. And after that, we got Asuka and Ripley, Rhea Ripley, doing a, a contract signing. It was all a bit stilted dialogue. And then... Ripley threw the table into Asuka's face. Nia Jax and Shayna came out, challenged them to a match next week to do the go-home angle as what they've been doing on SmackDown with Banks and Belair. I mean, you skipped over that Shayna Baszler versus Naomi match, but that is actually the thing on this show that made me the most mad. And, and, I, and I'll tell you for why. It's because I'm, I'm, I nearly swore then. I'm sick of it. I'm so sick of this. I'm absolutely sick to my back teeth of watching these six women have the same matches week in and week out because this match 
comes off the back of last week when Nia Jax and uh, Shayna Baszler beat Mandy Rose and uh, the other one while Lana and Naomi were uh, at ringside. And the reason why Naomi and Lana are at ringside is because they'd also lost to Jackson Baszler for the tag titles. And Mandy Rose and the other one had beaten Naomi and Lana to get that title shot. And which actually they'd, they'd lost previously because Naomi and Lana had already lost to them. These six people just keep having the same matches and nothing progresses. Nothing moves on. It's the same match week in and week out. I hate it so much. I hate this show. And I hate this. They, they keep forcing this upon me. And then, so the real kick is this, is on commentary, Mandy Rose says, and this is a direct quote, there's so many tag teams in WWE. I'm like, I don't think there are because you three are just constantly forever feuding with each other. And it's leading to bugger all absolutely nothing and i hate it i really like my notes here i've written it's effing groundhog day for fs mandy rose and dana brooker at ringside they talk about wrestlemania i've no idea why and then of all of this nanami pins shana and it means nothing it means absolutely nothing it meant nothing when nia jackson jana baszler beat naomi and lana it meant nothing when they beat mandy rose and dana brooke it meant nothing when mandy rose and dana brooke beat naomi and lana because nothing ever happens nothing on this show means anything and i hated it and then they cut backstage and ask us doing comedy and i hated this show and then she went out and did comedy with rhea ripley and i hated that as well because now they're doing the same feud that shane that sasha banks and bianca belair had just done and no one liked that either i hated hated all of this the problem is though as andrade pointed out there's only two other women that can go longer than five minutes on the roster <laughs> i i did laugh at that line i mean there wasn't a lot to laugh about andrade thing because there's some real serious accusations in all of that like real serious accusations but it was like yeah there's only three or four women that can go longer than 20 minutes i was like i mean i think i, I could name five off the top of my head yeah, I agree with you. I won't, I won't go over because that was very well put. Uh, but just one more thing before we get into the hyper chats. Riddle comes up to Asuka backstage on a scooter. And he's like, hey, oh, I'm doing all my, my sort of stoner stuff. Look at me. Here's a scooter. Hey, do you think it will be, would this be a success in Japan? I hear, and what he's about to do is do the joke. Oh, I'm big in Japan. And you say, oh, really? And then you go, yeah, that average height is only five foot five. It's a it's a longstanding joke. I don't know if it's racist or not anymore. And, and Matt Riddle seems to, like, catch himself. I don't know if he was improvising. And he goes, oh, actually, that might be a bad thing to say. He goes, oh, no, I'm, I don't know what I'm saying. And then scoots off off camera. And the sort of point of this was it looks like a botch. You know, we're, we're live, pal, that sort of thing. But the, there are a contingent who actually think it's a worked botch. What? Why? Because he looks at the cameraman and says, oh, I forgot what I was going to say. And then Asuka looks confused as well. So I suppose my question to those is, to what end is this a worked botch? Like, what does it, what does it accomplish? It shows that Riddle's a stoner. But what, by, looking at a because by looking at a cameraman and said, I forgot my next line. Yeah, he's so stoned he's breaking the fourth wall. Hey, Colt <laughs> Cabana, how you doing? I think Matt Riddle just forgot his lines. And it made me think, why wasn't this a pre-tape? Why aren't all their hmm. backstage segments just taped during the day? <laughs> why do you have to do yeah. them live? 
Especially when there's no fans there. Exactly. Just do them live. Just sorry, anyway, don't do them live. Pre-tape it. Work or not, I got quite a kick out of that. Um, we've got a lot of hyper chats to get through, so let's quickly wrap up our thoughts on this. I thought it was a terrible episode, really damaging one out of five. Yep. Uh, I mean, the general consensus was 53% gave this a one out of five poor, bore rating, 22% saying uh, poor, and then 18% saying it was an average episode, three out of five. There were, though, 3% of people that thought this was a rawsome show. There's the picture of The Fiend that my friend oh. thought was very, very funny because it looks very silly in that cold, hard light of death. Get all your hyper chats into wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out all of them by the end of the show. Let's kick this off with Suspense813. First time Ultra Chat. My question isn't a question. It's a hot take. Why just why would you end probably one of the hottest factions since Undisputed Era? Face palm emoji. PS been a fan since? Let's see if Mr. Davis gets it. What an Eric Rowan's beard just happened. Maybe I made a joke about that once. Oh, yeah. I make so many jokes, Dispense. I'm sorry, I can't remember that one. It's a Smith. I'd be disappointed if this was a backlash build-up. It's WrestleMania. Why split up Hurt Business to align him with Bobby? Uh, the rest of the show felt so filler. What actually progressed last night? Oh, yay. Lana and Naomi pick up another roll-up. Ugh. Now... In WWE's defense, whenever they've got really bad build-ups for a show, they end up being great pay-per-view. So maybe this might end up being the greatest WrestleMania of all time. Tyler Wallowson, if only they turned Bobby into a super baby face, almost Goldberg-like, it would have been amazing to see a Bobby, a baby face Lashley versus a heel Lesnar. Yeah, that was a big dream for SummerSlam. I don't think that's happening. Uh, eccentrics talk. Uh, just when they build a strong African-American stable without any huge stereotypical undertones, they break them up. I'm so disappointed that I got invested in this. Before you say New Day, they were happy churchgoers when they started, LOL. Well, yeah, they were supposed to be the new nation of domination. That was the, the original gimmick that they had before mm. they changed it. Blake, first, oh, what were you going to say? No, no, I was going to ask if you wanted to take over, but you crack on, mate. You've, you've had a week off, you crack on. Blake, first time Ultra Chat. Okay, so am I being dumb? But I feel that AJ was selling too much for Austin. Oh, someone using their real name there. Xavier Woods. It really bothered me. He's a former WWE champion. I guess I could see it with Kofi, maybe. Are we to believe that Austin is on the same level as AJ? I, I went I mean, two I, minutes. I, yeah, I was going to say, I, I, don't, I don't mind that too much at all. Malefisto. Uh, imagine promoting Omos's in-ring debut is going to be at WrestleMania as he's an as his inner ring doing wrestling moves, essentially debuting this company. No, no, I think that's you can debut yeah, totally. like, advertise something as an in-ring debut. That's kind of why I think they've done a really good job with this. It's like they've made his in-ring debut, even though he's actually wrestled in WWE before, feel like <laughs> a real big deal. Raging Rhino 10101. I watch the highlights of Raw on YouTube instead of the three-hour program to save time and see the best bits. This week's show was so bad that watching the highlights felt like the three-hour slog. Every segment was bad. Can it be a zero out of five, please? It wasn't as bad as a zero. 
I don't know what mm. that would look like. Uh, Owen Jackson, SDS. This marks the first time that WrestleMania has featured a steel cage match since WrestleMania 2 with Hulk Hogan versus King Kong Bundy. Is that true? I can't. I mean, they've had to have the cell matches, I suppose. Like, is it? That's mad. But uh, yeah, now wow. that you said it, I'm trying to think of I can't think of any other cage matches. Magnus, forget Raw. WTF is the new design on the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. I don't care about Raw, but this makes me sad. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, folks, it's not it's, good. It's, yeah, it's supposed to look like the really old IWGP design. But I, I mean, we said I said this in my morning in our morning meeting this morning. It looks like a belt that WWE would make, and I don't say that as a as a praising. Adam Ulrich makes sense for the cage match for Shane to get tossed off. However, with the story of him always running away, I was hoping Braun would have chosen a strap match to prevent Shane from running. Love you all at Wrestle Talk. Thank you, Adam. Yeah, strap match would have worked, but you need to be really good psychological workers to make a strap match interesting. A cage match will hide a lot of Shane's limitations. Nate S. Braun goes choo choo is greater than Monster Truck go vroom vroom. Disagree. Matthew Robinson, I am done with Nia and Shayna as the tag team champions. Now? Now you're saying that? <laughs> I was hoping they would at least show them as a dominant force, but they don't win by themselves. It is just hurting both of them. What do you guys think? Yeah, over it, yeah. over it months ago. Mm -hmm. uh, Zachary Jenkins, did not watch Raw last night, but I watched the review, and when Mr. Davis said that Ripley and Asuka will face Jackson Baszler, I openly dropped an F-bomb. I genuinely believe that those tag titles are more of a 24-7 title. Your thoughts? No, because I think they, it has been good. Mm -hmm. There's been some good stuff in there. The 24-7 title is also not a title to be taken seriously. I wouldn't, I wouldn't bother too much with that. Matthew Robinson. Wow. Now the WWE Championship match has Reginald in it. I think it means the women's tag title matches as... Yeah, okay. Why do, why do they keep making these mistakes with mixing tag teams with title feuds? Yeah, the tag titles always come off a bit worse, don't they, in WWE? Bacon Rasher. Hi, hi, lads. Sorry I can't watch live today. Work getting in the way. Instead of a Raw review, why not start watching AEW Elevation and review that? I'll tell you why, Bacon Rasher. Because no one will watch us. Uh, hurt Business Breakup. Stupid. Rhea and Asuka doing the same thing as on SmackDown. Reginald Y. Corbin. WTF. Come on, Luke. This company. Hashtag boycott WWE. I had a penny for every... <laughs> <laughs> Wilson Simons. My friend just recently got into wrestling and I've been trying to show him the ropes. I've been telling him, I want you to like wrestling, so please don't watch Raw. Last night would have been his first Raw show, but he had a last-minute work thing, thank God. <laughs> It'd be hard to get into wrestling right now as a new fan, I think. Because like, you know, people are like, oh, man, what Logan Paul's going to bring in this massive audience. I'm like, I don't think they're going to stick around, though. Just no, yes. Carmella tweeted out that women get about 10 minutes of a three-hour show. WWE Women is some of the most talented in the world. And only given 10 minutes, well, you see, just no, yes. There's only two or three that can go 20 minutes. And that's why. Because Peyton Royce um, just tweeted out before this show, that's like to Billy Kay asking where she is. And it seems like WWE's brilliant plan was to split up the Iconics so they could put Peyton Royce in a different tag team with Lacey Evans, then sort of not really do much with them, then sort of split them up and now Peyton Royce is doing nothing. 
It was, you know, it, it, sometimes they've got these really genius ideas. You've just got to look between the lines for them. David Myers, conspiracy theory. Vince is trying to tank the pay-per-view to prove that part-timers are needed and mania. It's a fun theory, but I don't think that's true. Dylan TV, 2021 is the year of four-man faction breakups. Well, Undisputed Era also broke up. Oh, yeah. I was thinking, I was trying to think... In- Inner Circles 5. Uh, Matthew Mikowski, what a disappointment of an ending. They'd, they WWE'd the hell out of this. Lesnar Joe is going to come back. Nope, Baron Corbin. Laughing my ass off. They have confirmed the move to Tuesdays. Have you guys decided the new plan? Also, what other matches to happen at Mania? I think this, the cards seem pretty full now. Like, there's a lot of matches that are happening already. I don't think... I mean, aside from the women's tag match, which I'd imagine will be some sort of four-way match with the Riot Squad in there as well, I don't think there's many other matches to be added, is there? I don't know. I'm really not excited about anything at Mania, to be honest. It's quite sad. Uh, Also, for NXT, uh, watch this space. We have got a plan. CM Chris, so WWE has just confirmed NXT is moving to Tuesday on the 13th of April and will be on the USA Network. And William Shatner will be going into the Hall of Fame class of 2020-2021. Also, loads of love to Carol. I love her so much. Oh, that's very nice. Carol, one of our uh, loyal fans, always in the live chats. Um, Our hot tag to you now. Yeah, WWE announced uh, William Shatner for the 2020 class. Also, um, this is from a day ago, William Shatner reveals he's never seen Star Trek because he doesn't like the way he looks in it. <laughs> uh, Benjamin John Milne, first time in my lifetime that I'll be, I won't be watching WrestleMania. I'm 23 and I feel 23 years too old for this product. Elevation was great, nas- uh, great last night. Highlight was Mizunami versus Ke- uh, Kylan. Ty Conti's pump kick is scary. Be nice to each other. Be nice to yourself. I've seen the clip of that Conti pump kick. It looked really good. Uh, Leon Kwashi said, uh, also, if you don't have Twitter, please support AEW Cesar Bononi. He's trying to get his wife a vital transplant. Tag the Brazil ambassador at, at USA mbbr um leon kwashi says meanwhile in japan new japan unveiled their new world heavyweight championship belt looks like a cross between the old divas belt and cody rhodes's neck tattoo the content mm. uh, the commitment towards the forbidden door by gato is remarkable yeah it doesn't look great uh, Josh says, I'm writing this on Monday, so happy birthday, Mr. Davis. Thanks for being such a great friend in everything you do. You and my mum share a birthday. She says happy birthday <laughs> to Happy birthday to your mum. Alice DeGammon says, happy birthday, Chopper. Uh, I mean, Mr. Kawaii. Raw and WWE in general is far too S-word right now. I get all of my WWE stuff through you guys. Thank you for allowing me to only watch two hours of wrestling a week. Mm -hmm. Lucky lucky bugger. Uh, Charles Berg, I've got a few things to propose. I'd like your approval or denial. Mods and chats as well. Um, First proposal, should we start referring to The Fiend as The Peened? And refer to Braun as Choo Choo. Ollie's arm hair must be shaven along with his head hair. Neither's getting shaven, Charles. I'm going to win those points. We'll see. Um, Dee's Teaster says, happy birthday to Mr. Davis for yesterday and a happy birthday for me today. <laughs> Did you also get a neck massager? Uh, Harry Iverson, Isla Reeds, lads. It's the Geordie bus driver here. And it's my birthday today. I know because we read out your uh, podcast email. Um, it's been a year and I just want to say a massive thank you to you guys for entertaining uh, through all of this S word uh, of a year. Yep, you're going to hear that email in the outro portion of this podcast. Uh, Reese Johnson, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Tiny Peen Davis. 
happy birthday to you. Ronald Fisher, Mr. Davis, um, said we would get 10% off Ridge Wallet. How much is that? 10 pissed cent rather than 10 percent. Also, Mr. Davis blew himself up. The old authority is trying to work as Q-tip was there by chance. I can't I can't do that. I tried. I tried no matter how much lower back flexibility I can't reach. Um, what have we got next? Did we do Matthew Robinson? I think we found the new WrestleTalk punishment video. Hey, hey, hop, hop. This is exactly where the Miz belongs, not being champion. I mean he's got a point there. Um We've also got Zachary saying, I was diagnosed with anxiety today, so I'm not 100%, but I just want to say a huge thank you to everyone at WrestleTalk. Parts of unknown, no roles barred for everything you do. You've been such a warm, welcoming distraction for me, and I truly cannot thank you enough. Jam that jam. Support each other. Jam that jam, Zachary. Good Dharma on a happier note. Happy birthday, Ollie Chan, the cutest in the world. Oh, and on the other brand, uh, I hear we sing Where Is My Mind from the Pixies. Thanks, TK. Thanks, guys. I watch the reviews. It's a lot easier on my health. Yeah, so Orange Cassidy's new theme is Where Is My Mind by the Pixies. Are you freaking kidding me? I love no. that song. Same here, and my man. Same here. Final song of Fight Club. Jesus. Ooh. My <laughs> band did a cover of that. And no woman, no cry at the same time. <laughs> a uni. No woman, no cry. Where is my mind? <laughs> Bang him. Bang him, mashup. Um, Bobby Smashley says, Wednesdays are, are officially unrivaled. Your turn, Mr. Davis. Watch this space. Is a myth. I decided that I would watch all of the MCU films from Iron Man um, 2001 Endgame Homecoming WandaVision. I'm currently at the start of Phase 3. Civil War was fun. I've got Doctor Strange next. Favourite MCU film from this time other than the Avengers? Phase 3. Uh, uh, well, up until that point, Winter Soldier's my favourite. Guardians. Guardians Volume 1. Excellent choice. Jericho X Titan. I feel bad that you guys have to watch more. In addition, other than the matches, I'm not looking forward to this year's WrestleMania besides the Universal match. I'm more looking forward to Double or Nothing. Nothing's been announced yet. But yeah. BRPE Entertainment. Uh, thank you guys for putting yourself through the misery of watching this BS word. Honestly, I haven't watched any main WWE shows for about a year to this point. On the bright side, Kazarian versus Christian Cage this week. Looking Can't forward to that. Darren Battery, just stop watching, uh, stop watching and reviewing Raw. Problem solved. Genuinely considered it. Genuinely considered. <laughs> Scotty Judd, someone emailed him on the Friday show being like, what can WWE do to turn the tide and make you excited for the show again? I was like, I don't know, actually. Make a good show. Just, like Make it so it's not a chore to watch. Scotty Child, is there a way to email you? I'm afraid I don't have Twitter. There is. It's support at wrestletalk.com. Send us an email. Bacon Rasher, hi, lads. Uh, I also I booked Monday and Tuesday off work for Romania and Raw. I might just cancel them and go to work. WWE does not do storylines anymore. It's like not going out, for example. Just weekly programming. Not looking forward to WrestleMania. Hashtag Quizzlemania. Jam that jam. Episodic is the uh, word you're looking for there. Uh, Kevin, happy birthday, Mr. Davis. Since Corbin accepted Lashley's offer, is he next in line for a title shot? Three-way at Money in the Bank, or even worse, add him to the match at Mania? I don't think they'll do that. You can't... You can, only singles at WrestleMania. Come on. We're not savages. 
apart from the triple threat that's happening on SmackDown. Gabriel Reyes, happy birthday, uh, the great leader of the Ollie Authority. Eccentric uh, Talk says, happy birthday, Ollie. You look exactly the same as you did years ago when I started watching Rest Talk. You can take that as a good or a bad thing. Well, now I've got more hair. Um, forget Raw, I'm, uh, Tristan C, forget Raw. I'm trying to hear more about this Ollie work vest. It was a, it was just a white vest, and I had a fleece uh, that was rainbow colored. I was very young, um, and yeah, I just thought one. My arms weren't exposed, but the vest was a bit too low down, and it's not suitable for an office, even a smart casual office. Even a smart casual office. And lastly, Rob Steedley says, "Hearing lukewarm Luco and saying he can't pull up a vest, mate, <laughs> that's your damn entire gimmick. You guys are the best. Love this channel. Everything is wrestle talk." Yeah, it's you can bring that back. You can bring that back as it gets hotter through the summer. This jabron's got a giant, thick, non-breathable jacket on. Well, speaking of that, um, I, I know you've been off for a week because you've been preparing for our hair versus points match. But I've been looking for the son of a botch that blew you up, right? I've been uh -huh. looking for them. I've interviewed several people. I've asked Tempest. He said he didn't do it. I've asked Pete. said he didn't do it. Laurie said he didn't do it. Adam said he didn't do it twice. Andy said he didn't do it. Alex Queen of the Ring said she didn't do it. Steve here said that he didn't do it, which I think also exonerates Larson. And I think Adam Blanplate is also innocent. But I do have another suspect. So I'm just going to give them a quick call now. I thought we'll do is live on air, see if they know. Okay, one second. Ringing. Was it you, you son of a botch? No, I didn't do it. Ah, oh, damn it. Really thought it would be him, you know. I thought of all the people it would be Sean, but it's not. He looked different. Didn't he look weird there? Yeah, he's I looking mean, wasn't like that. <laughs> Raw's tough on a lot of us. Yeah. Sounded like he wasn't talking through his, his phone microphone. Yeah, sounded like I mean, it was another microphone he was recording through weird oh, it is weird isn't it i need to find out i will find the son of a botch that blew you up <sighs> it's like. you you goddamn son of me. a botch it wasn't uh, me you son of a botch i don't just I'm gonna take all your me. points i'm gonna take gonna all your all points your hair. and your my hair is just gonna hair. get bigger i'm gonna take your arm hair i'm gonna take it my all gonna i'm gonna big. take your. i'm gonna take the hair off your chest i'm gonna take the hair off your hairless balls that's how much hair i'm gonna take i'm gonna take it all off your butt off your bum yeah it's all coming off i'm gonna reveal that leg tattoo of yours because it's hidden under all that hair it's all coming off who the hell do you think you are a manscaped razor because it's good value it's a it great, great product value. oh it's great oh, well, value I will keep preparing and keep growing my powerful hair for a hair versus points match at WrestleJamia Night 2, you son of a butch. We had such a long intro, uh, we've got to have a bit of a shorter outro, but uh, we did get this email in from our Geordie bus mm. driver who says, Hi Luke and Ollie, tomorrow is my birthday, the 30th of hey. March. So happy birthday for today. My <clears throat> Excuse me. It marks a year since I sent you a photo of me working hard during last year's birthday. I can't believe a year's gone by already. It's been a rough year and it's been really, it's really testing my patience and mental health working in transport during lockdown. Just want to say thank you for doing some fantastic work this past year. It's been tough, but I still have a smile on my face because you guys and everyone at the Rest Talk universe. So yeah, thank you for being so awesome. What better way to celebrate my birthday than chilling with you guys, reviewing Raw and having a laugh. Jam that jam. Love the Geordie bus driver, Harry. Thank you so much, Harry. 
you're going to get a slow clap. Came off more sarcastic than I intended. <laughs> How was your I thought bad? that would be quite nice, but it by the end there it just sounded like someone fapping onto a microphone. Mm-hmm. How was your birthday? Mm-hmm. It was good. Yeah, uh, it was yesterday. Where legally my parents could meet me outside, so they came up, uh, and we had a walk around Walthamstow, and I showed them the places near where I live, because I haven't really been up that much. I always go down Mm -hmm. there in the past. And a brewery nearby, because we've got so many breweries, the Walthamstow Mile of breweries. Uh, If you have my postcode, they will give you a card, and uh, that gives you 10% off and a free pint on your birthday. So I applied for it on my birthday. I got the pint. Uh, I went for a 10% anthology. Uh, which was a stout, and they gave me a full pint because I'm not sure the guy knew what the offer was. It said half pint on the thing, but I had to drink it. So I just walked around the street drinking a very high concentration stout in the Mm -hmm. sun on a Monday afternoon at two o'clock, and people were staring at me (laughs) because it's a very weird thing to see. It was in a plastic glass, you know, like one that you would yeah, stand yeah. outside of a pub or a bar. And yeah, I think, you know, I think that's what Boris wants. He, he, that's how he would have wanted me to celebrate the first day of being able to meet people outside. And that is irresponsible drinking on the street. 10% as well. Like knowing you how I do, that must have knocked you on your ass. Made me very sleepy. I effectively <laughs> yeah. went to bed. A very... That's a full meal. Yeah, 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 it's big. <laughs> That's a big meal. Um, right, well, we're going to draw this to a close. We'll have some more chat like this on the AEW podcast because that'll be coming this Wednesday. How exciting. Um, uh, and yeah, we'll also have the magazine what? show what? with these. Thursday. What did I say? Wednesday. Oh, I meant Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. I got said then. I thought they'd done their their schedule change again. Yeah, so it actually turns out you missed this. TNT are actually moving Dynamite to Tuesdays as well to go head to head with NXT. Shut up. No, 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 no. Don't even joke about that. Uh, but yeah, no, we'll be on uh, Thursday with the AEW podcast, myself and Denise on Friday, and then it'll be Randy, Andy Datsun, and Pete Quinnell with Saturday uh, doing the SmackDown show. Thank you all for listening. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 